All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Tommy. This is the Tommy Experience. Today is Thursday, December 16th, 2021. Big show for you today. Um, really cool guest, my friend Donovan Jarrett, who I've known since fourth grade, is going to come on and tell his story. Uh, more on that in a bit. Uh, but just before we get into that, Tuesday Takes on the ColorCast app, myself and my friend Jason Porter, we host a live show on the ColorCast app, 6 o'clock Central Time on Tuesdays. Uh, live show, it's just a general sports talk show, uh, and you can chat and interact with us live. Uh, there's a chat option that you can type mean things about the Bears, or uh, we could even have you on as like a guest, like a caller on a radio show. Uh, we haven't used that feature yet, but we're looking forward to it, so... Uh, make sure that you listen to that on Tuesdays. If you do miss the live show, it's out on a podcast. You can go to TommyExperience.com. All the links are there uh, for you to get that podcast. So yeah, make sure you listen to Tuesday Takes. Uh, and then with that, we have a Bowl Mania contest for the college uh, football bowls. On It's hosted by ESPN, but it's uh, the Bowl Mania Challenge. If you go to TommyExperience.com, on the front page, there is a link to that contest if you click it and then you go and enter all the winners of the bowl games the winner whoever gets the most points is going to get an opportunity to co-host tuesday takes with jason and i so make sure you go and do that and uh, follow all the links and pick all the winners michigan state's going to be pittsburgh and that's the only one i know so uh, make sure you go and do that uh, but now, really quickly with the announcements, because this interview that I have coming up with my friend Donovan is awesome. Uh, Donovan has such a cool story and such a cool journey. Um, went into the U.S. Navy and and found out what he wanted to do and where he wanted to be. And then he, he got to that end point. So really cool story that we're going to get into now. Uh, big thanks to him for coming on. And let's just let's just listen to it. This is Donovan Jarrett. All right, I am joined by a very special guest today, uh, Miss Lunsford's fourth grade class uh, extraordinaire, really. Uh, Donovan Jarrett is with me, uh, old classmate of mine. Donovan, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I wanted to do this because you have had quite the journey after high school, and I want to kind of dive into it a little bit. Um, so thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, and I'm just going to give you the floor, man. Yeah, man, thanks for having me, man. Uh, so. Like you said, thanks for introducing I'm Donovan Jarrett. Uh, we went to known each other since elementary school. All uh, too long, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a really long time. So I'm glad to be here. Um, so yeah, after graduation, I wanted to go into, um, you know, like everybody, your typical high school, you're preparing for college. So yeah. I did a year at Georgia State. I switched my major probably like three different times. Like I came, because I don't know, I think you might remember, like I was a... Uh, doing the news uh back at high school yeah like, junior senior year or whatever or, or sophomore and junior year but uh so like I, I had aspirations of being a, a news anchor yeah or i changed yeah, like my ma yeah i went to georgia state too i changed my major like four times in like the the year and a half that i was there and like, i yeah. had no idea either yeah right right exactly so like i went in i want to say that was that was my initial major or actually, no, I'm sorry. My initial major was uh, marketing because senior year I, I was in like a like DECA and I was in the, the school store. So I was like in this like kind of business kind of mindset of wanting yeah. to do things. 
And so I went, went to Georgia State. But, you know, like initially as like a freshman, like your undergrad kind of stuff, you're into your um, your your core class and stuff. So you don't even actually like touch any of the other upper level things. Right. So I was like, do I really want to do this? So I remember I went, talked to uh, my advisor, switched over, got a new advisor. And then I was like going with that for a little bit. But then I started doing my research. I was just like the like the success rate with that. It's like, okay, if I get into it, the pay doesn't really start out great. And I'm like, I really want to come out with, with the best option that I can. So I end up switching back over to the marketing. And then I did, I went through the year and I don't know, I wasn't really like fully focused, I guess, you know, so I, cause I was on there on, on hope scholarship or whatever. And right. I lost, I lost hope. I was like, I think you need a 3.0. And I think after the full year, I ended up being at like a two point, uh, like eight, nine or something like, or not eight, nine, like 2.7 or something like that. It was pretty close but it's just I had a little lower grades in some of my math courses or whatever so yeah we I are was like at that point I was just like well I'm not trying to really go into college debt or anything like yeah, that but I we had yeah we were super similar in thinking because I went through the exact same thing of like mm-hmm. I had like, I changed my major like three or four times had really no I, I started off with like a broadcasting thing too yeah. changed it to history, changed it to math, went back to history. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is right, right. ridiculous. And I think like there's so much pressure on like the last two years of your high school year of like, you have to make a decision and you have to go to college right away. There's mm-hmm. not enough of like, you know what, take a year, figure it out and then go, you know, right. I feel like if I had done that, I probably would owe less money to some people. But also yeah. like, I don't know, I feel like that extra year of like thinking about it does a lot for somebody and i i mean i eventually you and i got there but it just took a little longer than some other people you know no for sure man like and that was that's like one of my things like you know i have to like get through everything and explain kind of like where i got to where i am now that's something that i maybe like once i got like mid military experience like i really started to think about like i feel like high school didn't really prepare me or I, or you know or other people like I felt like as, as good as they could like I yeah. got there and it's just like it was like I, I knew enough but it's just I, I didn't know how to my critical thinking because I remember even like English I was like getting I used to get A's and stuff writing papers but I'm getting in there I'm getting like B's and stuff they're like yeah you need it I'm like what do you mean like they told me to I'm do doing this exactly this what I'm told to do yeah exactly yeah, so, yeah. and it's just like we I need more so I didn't but so high school I, I, I felt didn't prepare us for like more they just yeah. you know so so I did. So I did the year, and you know, like with the funding and everything, I, I wanted to figure out. I'm like, I needed something to do, get something in motion. So I, I really would actually say, all my life, I was just like, I would, I don't, I never would go to the military. Like it's just something I don't want to do. It's just I, I feel like it's dangerous. It's, I, I don't, you know, the risk of like death and all these kind of things, you know, just being away. And like, um, I want to say around like junior year. It's when I started to take it a little bit more serious. I remember, like, we, you know, we had like the recruiters and stuff come to school to the school and stuff. Right. And I, I might have like talked here and there, like I listened to their presentation, so I, I heard a little bit more. But I was still very focused, like I'm going to college. So you know, junior year, senior year, and then I did my year of school, and then after that, I was just like, well, I don't. I'm not going to work a minimum wage. Well, I was working like a minimum wage. I think I was making like seven, seven forty or something, like right. seven thirty nine. Yeah. I had yeah. like a fifteen cent increase or whatever because I was there the year as a cashier yep. at Rite Aid. And so um, I forgot so I you worked at that. the Rite Aid. I forgot about that. Yep, yeah, man. I was at, I was at Kroger first, then I went yep. to the Rite Aid. Yeah, so yeah, man. A lot of different little <laughs> interesting things. So I was um I was doing that, and I'm just like, yeah, this, like you know, I'm just one of those motivated people. I'm like, this is just it can't be this for me. So I was on the plan. I was like, all right, well, 
I knew um, I knew about the, you know the military and what they had to offer as far as like because I, I at the end of the day I know I wanted to finish something that I started I wanted to complete my degree because I know this day and age like if you don't have a trade or you don't have a degree you really can't really yeah, be nothing. successful and yeah. really doing something yeah for you know? sure so my dad he actually he retired from the navy he did 20 years and so like I had that's more so why I was uh, inclined to go into the navy so I was talking to him about it, talking to my mom and stuff and so I was I was, it was funny I initially was trying to go to the air force and like this is like a military thing we call them the chair force and like we call them lazy like they're like <laughs> they have the best facility they're all you know they have the best of everything the best duty station and all this kind of stuff but like the reason I'm saying because I was that was my first choice and then maybe was second because I went to the recruiting station they were never in their office like the office was closed but you know who was there right to the left of them the navy and then like I was with my dad and I'm like all right well let's just go talk to the navy so as soon as we got in I basically got in and started signing paperwork. They're, they're just ready. Oh, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> I know how it works now. Like, you know, recruiters kind of get a little bit of a commission kind of thing. They just, their goal is to hit a quota and stuff like that for their, uh, their certain region. So, um, so I got in there, got to talking, had everything going. And I came back a couple of days later or maybe like a week or two later and some more documents and stuff like that, you know, going through the steps and everything. And then it kind of got official uh, we call it, I forget, it's like, it's called DEP, it's Delayed Entrance Program. So basically it's like when you, it's like anything, I think when you're like five months plus out from like when you're, um, your date to leave. Um, so I, I, I depped in like in May of 2013 and then I didn't leave until November, November 3rd, I believe, okay. November 3rd of 2013. And um, yeah, man. It was interesting, you know. I did the boot camp thing. Like it's crazy. Like so where is the kind of, where is the boot camp? So I was up in uh, Illinois, in Great Lakes. Okay, yeah, right yeah, down the so, road from here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, so like I was up there, man, and it was it was it was an interesting experience. I would say that like it's two months. You know, you get up there, you're around. I, I only knew maybe. I knew one person in my division and that's because me and him went to college together. We, we like used to um, play basketball up at Georgia state at the rec and we, we saw each other at the duty stage. So it, it kind of works. If you're all together when you're leaving, like they can, you can kind of get grouped in. So that was, that was kind of cool to work yeah. in with somebody I kind of was familiar with, but I was in there with like 80 other dudes. And um, so like we came in and just people from all over the country, you know, people from different backgrounds and stuff like that. And then you got these, these guys that come in, they're like hard asses. They're like, hey, you know, do this, do this. No, what are you doing? You don't talk to me like that. Stand up straight, you know, like, you know, <laughs> yelling at you and getting up early. And it's just like, it's always just different. And like, I want to say we had our first, the first, oh my gosh, man. The first uh, day was crazy, bro. Like we went there. It was a long process. I flew out of Atlanta um, probably like sometime in the afternoon, got, got to Chicago and about around like eight or nine o'clock, I'm thinking. And we late, waited there for about another hour. And then they got us in there. They like sit down right here. So we just sit down on the ground, like sign these things or whatever. We got hop on this bus, no talking. We're watching a video that's playing, talking about introducing us to like RTC recruit, recruit training command. So we're going there and we're going in. It's just quiet on the way. You know, it's just, everybody's <laughs> just all like high tense. And um, we get in there, they get in there. They had stripped down. We put on these, um, uh, we call them the uh, Smurfs uniforms, like so they're like the dark blue uh, sweatshirts and like the bright yellow navy shirts, and okay. Bright uh, the blue hoodies, and like this is like I don't know, it's like an assembly line thing. You you got to walk in straight lines. You can't. You got to walk on the corners of stuff in the hall. 
Like, uh, you're not really allowed to talk. When you talk to somebody, you have to, like, just, just, can I uh, permission to use the bathroom and pray off? So, like, you know, just real proper. They're giving you your stuff. <laughs> they, you know, give you the ball cudges. They yeah. mess up your hair. So, and, at what point were you like, okay, uh, what have I done? <laughs> man, uh, I want to say, like, yeah, like, when we got there and, like, when we were, like, putting on the – because everybody's just, like, so high tense. Like, they're, they're serious. They're handing you stuff. And you just got to move and keep them going. And we got into the classroom, and then they're, like, hydrate. That's what they kept saying, drink water. You couldn't go to sleep. So I literally was probably up for, like, about, like, 28 hours. Yeah. Like, from the time I got to the airport and everything, there, they were, like, watching you. Because you're in a, a classroom, like, say, setting, just waiting. And, like, you're, like, nodding off. And then they'll walk by, like, slap your desk. Like, hey, stand up. Go stand in the back or something like that because – they're like, or they'll tell you to hydrate, drink water. That's the thing they're making them do. Drink water to stay up, which makes no sense. But, <laughs> you know, that's what it was. But yeah, man. So got in there doing all these things. Um, and then I want to say uh, first, so we got to the, it was interesting. So like, I think, I don't know if you've ever done it. You might have like years ago or something like that, writing letters, but like, that was something that was just like big, you know, yeah. we're in, in the age of like social media and technology, where just, you can send something at a, um, at a you know, text, just like an instantly you don't realize how much you take that stuff for granted. Yeah. So we got the, I, you know, wrote letters to, and had my friends stuff and then they came back and it just made me feel so good. And I'll tell you, man, I, almost, I didn't cry, but I almost broke down like the first, so like the second time, like our little thing, we got to go to this place and we got to make a phone call. Like, and I called, we, they said you're supposed to make one or whatever. I, I'll probably call like five or six people because <laughs> I wrote their numbers down on my little paper and like in my, I kept in my wallet. So I was just going down and they didn't pick up um and i was using a collect phone so i had like a little card right. had like dial on it with you yeah. know, the little black receiver thing so um that was interesting but it was just like oh man it just feels good just hear y'all and so like but i will say it makes sense looking back now because um I, I i can i very much can operate on my own without like seeing people for so long because i mean you know i got deployed um we were deployed for like seven months or something like that right but uh but um yeah man so from Great Lakes, I went to, um, I was initially going to sub school. So I went up to Connecticut. I was in Groton, Connecticut. I was there for, from like, no, no, I think around January to about June. Okay. And then, but I ended up not doing sub. So then I got transferred to uh, Norfolk, Virginia. So that was my permanent duty station. So I was up there on this destroyer. It's called the USS Winston S. Churchill. It's a, a guided missile destroyer. So it's like, we call them small boys. We have a crew of about like once 120 to 150 people. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I went there. Uh, I so because I because I wasn't subs anymore, I was I had lost my designation for my my job title. So we got this thing called undesignated. So that's what I was, undesignated sailor. So basically what they do, we work with these people called the bosun mates, and they're like the deck crew, like they work the grunt work, so like long hours and right. physical labor. So I was doing that for shoot man like six seven months i did see like, like a couple of the videos that you posted like on instagram or something of like yeah. the, the planes flying by and you were on the deck like with with mm -hmm. everything like those were awesome i can't like i can't imagine but that was probably like every day for you so it's like <laughs> oh yeah man yeah. I, I used to I'm, I'm, that see that i was like that was like the glorious stuff that i was supposed yeah. to the fun things but man the back behind yeah me, like we got this thing called the punt like it's like this like boat we put it in the water by the pier mm -hmm. and we get in it and we paint the side of the ship. So I painted the ship so many times, like all like in the water, painting the ship that's in the water, you know. Yeah. Um, that's that's painting the ship on the ship and inside the ship and 
all sorts of cleaning. We call it sweepers, like sweepers, sweepers, man, your brooms. They'll like announce it on the, we call it the one MC, like the, the broadcast system. And everybody's supposed to get a broom. We go you sweep for like 30 minutes. <laughs> so Did you have the, like, so yeah, is it like the movies? Like there's like a sweeping song that you guys sing? We don't do a sweeping song, <laughs> no, but like, the, I mean, you know, like, you know how movies in Hollywood does stuff, yeah. but like it comes from a real place. Like right. we really do get out there and like clean. Like, yeah. It's like a, a ship cleaning, ship wide cleaning. Like everybody from all the other departments and divisions will get out, get a broom, get the little dusters, and yeah, every day. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I imagine so. I want to for a second, just really quick. I want to go back to the letters that you received because I think yeah. that's awesome. That mm -hmm. it's it's cool to hear because you always hear like, oh, send like send letters, like it means so much, but you never get the back end of like it actually getting to the troops. I've never heard a story about yeah. a troop so like hearing you say that the letters meant so much to you is just awesome it makes me want to go write like 300 letters right now yeah man no it was it was a great experience like like i'm saying like you just really don't um it's more personable you know yeah. what i mean like you can send a text message you can send a phone a dm or something like that but like somebody had to sit down and take their time to like really sit there right there so yeah. i was like and that was kind of how it was for me it was like a almost therapeutic because i would sit here and i would literally be like thinking what's coming, what's in my head. Just, I'm like, yeah, so right now I'm just kind of sitting here. These guys are sitting around watching, blah, blah, blah. It was good to hear such and such about this. I'm really such and such. I'm waiting on a, getting this chili cheese dog. Sure. You know, I'm really miss these or whatever, you know, I could just talk about experience and just what's going on in my head. So it was like a, a live snapshot of everything right there. And so getting that response, because I was getting like, um, like, you know, game, you know, I'm a, I'm a Georgia fan, you know, go, go dog. <laughs> so like, uh, I was getting like, you know, season updates and stuff yeah. like that. Like, uh, I remember like our, our, our division officers, they had, we got like one glimpse of like, um, of something. I think it was the, it was, uh, I forgot. it was, I think it was the Derek Rose incident when he had like tweaked his, um, or towards ACL again. Yeah. Like it was like a big thing. So like they showed the replay of that and everybody was like, Oh my gosh, not again. You know? So like little, it's always good to get like little glimpse of like reality and what's going yeah. on in the outside world, you know? So, but no, it was, it was definitely like a real special feeling. I still have like all my letters. Oh, like, that's awesome. It's in one of my little bags. Like it's at my mom's house. Got them in like a box, like some of my little memorabilia sure. stuff. But I, I definitely have like letters from all the people that wrote me. So. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah. All right. So you're sweeping the decks. Back to the story. You're sweeping the decks. Okay. So yeah, yeah, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um. So, so yeah, like, you know, there's, we we're all about like uh cleanliness and like pre presentation and stuff like that. that's just really kind of what we want to we want to preserve and and look the best that we can at all times yeah. but um so from there i um like we so i was doing this this job for a couple months and then like right when i got to the ship i got to the ship in uh it was i think july of 2014 yeah july of 2014 so i was there and then we deployed in March of, uh, yeah, March of 2015. Okay. And so from there, like we went to our, we went to um, the first port of call we pulled into was, um, what was it? Great Britain, we uh, England. So I was in Portsmouth. Um, that was like, it took like us two weeks to cross, we call it the big pond. Away, yeah. So the you crossed the Atlantic on the, on the ship. Oh yeah, man. That's, that's some rough waters. I was like, about to like, say, what was that like? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, uh, so the way, so the way we, so, uh, most people really wouldn't know that you probably would think like, okay, you know, Virginia's like right here. Great Britain's like up this way. You just go that way. But no, like the, the way we go up and around, we, right. We go down 
So we go south, like past Florida down to Bermuda and go across and then like go up that way. Like it's just the way because like different currents, the way the waves and sure. the seas are. Yeah. So it was, I mean, like it was rough, man. Like um, that's some of the craziest like uh, seas that you'll ever see. Like, I don't know if you've seen any of those videos uh, where like, like it's rocking and then the, wa- the waves come up, we call yeah. it the pilot house where they guide the ship at and like the waves will crash all the way up that way. And like, that's real. I've seen that stuff. I've been on the, we call it the folks of the front outside outdoors. So we have these things called low visibility detail. And like, that's what I'm saying. When you're at the bottom of the totem pole, man, they make you uh, a yeah. grunt work. So like you're, you're sleeping in your rack late at night, just comfortable as you can be in the like station of low visibility detail. Oh man, I got to get up <laughs> and it'll be like cold. We put on the pumpkin suit. So it's like this big old orange right, thing. Yeah. So to keep you dry as best you can, you go out there and you're standing in this dark, Cause you have to look to see if you can see little lights or boats or whatever, because their visibility in the pilot house up top, they can't see stuff. Right. And so you just on the phones out there while it's rocking in the waves <laughs> and the water's hitting you like nothing. I don't see anything, you know, <laughs> so, like, and that's, that's terrible. So if, if it gets really bad, they'll like stand down. Like, because yeah, I can like fall over or something like that. Yeah. You know? we'll just risk it. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> right. 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 So, but, uh, I will tell you this, um, rough seas are the best kind of sleep that you're gonna get though really yeah like so like i actually like after a while like after i got that initial shock like but um i understood like no nah, i like oh oh it's about to be rough like it's moving like this when we're walking around i can't wait to get in my rack because oh my you would God. just like be rocking like a baby but it's just it's, it's calming and soothing and wow. it's really good for you huh. so, yeah. interesting all right so yeah. you so you get to so you cross the rough seas and uh, mm-hmm. and you get to and you get to Great Britain. Is there like is there like a port like a station right there? Uh yeah. So we uh well our our officers they kind of like uh got up with their other officers there. Like there's a I think they have like a station there in in Portsmouth. So I got to do you know little things in Portsmouth. I went to we took the train. I saw I've been to London, and that was probably I think it was about an hour forty five minutes or hour drive or on the train from the sea to the sure. city. So that was pretty cool. Um, so after there, we had, um, I went, I actually, I got, I got, a, I actually got a, a, a new designation. So I was able to work into the thing. So I was doing something, just something to kind of pass my time by. Like, so I ended up getting on with, uh, we call them ship servicemen. So like I was responsible for, like, I was like, like a jack of all trades, man. Like we ran like a, a ship store that sold like, you know, goods and stuff, but also like, uh, um, um stuff for like your uniform so like your your uh, insignias and stuff like that okay. showing your rank yeah um and different little like toiletry items and stuff like that you might need uh we ran the ship's laundry for like uniforms and stuff like that we ran um i had like in charge of our bulk storeroom and stuff and then also like cut hair so i like i like got to learn a lot of different things you did like everything man I, yeah and then i did some like bookkeeping stuff as well so like i got to do some like um inventory and stock stuff too sure. so like it gave me a wide wide range of like different tools and stuff like that which is funny because i really didn't even use any of that in like what i do currently now i didn't <laughs> yeah. really like translate over but i mean for what it was I, I had a good time it wasn't like hard work and i got to it was a pretty chill job but um yeah man we after after that how long were you how long this, were you over there where in, in britain in britain I think we we ported there for like five days. So oh, out of okay. those so five days, off. I think I was off the ship for three because we dropped down to we call it three sections. We normally have five sections of duty. Like so, duty is what happens. Um, 
once every for with our smaller ship, it happens once every six days. So what happens is like, all right, say let's say Monday through Friday, I go um, or yeah, Monday through Friday I go to work and I can go home. Saturday I have duty. So Saturday I have to come in um, at like I think around set by seven o'clock. It may be early if I have to stand to watch or whatever. Um, and then I'm there for the whole 24 hours where, so the ship is always guarded. The pier is always guarded Okay. because I don't know if you've ever heard of, they call it, it was like the USS Mahan. It was like an incident happened. I want to say in like 2013, 2013, 2014, something around that time. Well, yeah. basically like it was like a contractor. He was disgruntled or something like that. He came at night, came, got through the um, ECP is like the early contact point, um, came to the ship. He ended up disarming like the petty officer of the watch, shot him, and then I think shot somebody else. And then like oh the, the top side rover ended up killing the man. Yeah, man, because it's uh because yeah, like I don't know. That's what's so weird. It's, it's all about protecting the ship and everything. So yeah. so like huh. so they're 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 very serious about like you know the security of like our assets and stuff like yeah. that. But um, so in so on deployment or when we're going to like different ports of call or something like that, because um, we went to Key West uh, one time, it's like before for a couple of days, we drop down to three sections. So we just you just combine um, with the, uh, another section. So if it's six duty sessions, so it's like one and three go together, two and five and then three and uh, what is it? Two and five and well, I'm missing what four and um, I don't even remember. But anyways, but yeah, so we were like with two and um two and five and so it would just combine it so like out of those days or whatever i had to i had to stand duty so sure. out of the five days i think yeah i was out like three and i was on duty like the other two or something like that yeah. so but um that was that was a cool experience that was probably one of my favorite places that we went okay um then from there uh we went to what was next after that oh yeah man oh it was the the worst we were out to sea for 65 days without seeing Ooh. land we got, and like, we didn't get, we weren't getting any stores, man. It got so bad to the point, like we were eating like black beans and rice where it's one on the menu for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was terrible. And so, so we pulled into, um, uh, is it, yeah, Salala Oman. And it was just hot yeah. <laughs> and barren desert. Uh, <laughs> so we went there. I mean, we were there, for, I don't know how many days we were there. But um, after that, that duties after that place, I think we went to uh, we went to Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi was cool because I got okay. to go to Ferrari World, so oh, I got to go. ride the world's fastest roller coaster. So I got that experience, and that, that's kind of interesting too because it's like amusement park in the middle of the desert. But yeah. I don't know, like when you're when you're seeing that stuff, like you know, seeing stuff on like TV and through the internet is cool, but like being there is just like wow, like because. We're used to like you know green grass and just coming in and breaking right. stuff down. Yeah. But it's just like sand and then making this stuff happen in this, this kind of environment. So that was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, so you got you got a lot of different experiences in a lot of different places, which is just, yeah. I think I think total through the navy, I, I think I saw about about seven different countries. That's, seven. So like that's incredible. Yeah, man, it, it that's that's that was one of the biggest things I will say I loved about, you know, like with my whole journey of stuff like, you know, starting with the college, didn't know what to do. But I got to go in, make money, but experience and kind of grow and mature and stuff like that. Yeah. And see different places of the world and like different kind of cultures, because from Abu Dhabi, went to Bahrain from Bahrain. I went to Greece. So I've been to Athens. Um, 
that was cool seeing Acropolis and all of, like the, uh, yeah. the old structures and stuff like that, where they would have the uh, original um, Olympic Games and kind of stuff sure. like that. Yeah. Um, I went to Valencia, Spain. Uh, I think that, that was the last one that we went to from there. I've been to Nova Scotia, Canada. But yeah, man, it's just a lot of different, a lot of different places, bro. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so after that, you know, I got out in 2017 and, um, uh, so from there, like my goal was just like, you know, I had, I had been planning, like, all right, I'm going back to school and I had already started doing my research about what I wanted to kind of get into. Right. So, you know, of course I wanted to get into like, you know, I was looking at like, you know, high salary kind of positions, but like also something that I'm like interested in, right. Finding my interest in then. So it's kind of funny. Something kind of came back full circle. So I grew up, you know, this guy, I used to um, babysit his kids and he was, he's kind of like, he's not kind of, he's my mentor in the sense, like um, we would, um, we do like technology labs, like computer labs. Like I know about like the components of a computer and stuff like that. And like, you know, like breaking down from the hardware to see different things and what they do and kind of like, if I was like to build one, right. And like just different little command line stuff and like learning different things like that. So I always, so, that stuck with me. I had that interest. So then I started to look and apply like, all right, what's something that I can do this kind of thing and, and make a good career. And I'm like, okay, I found like the cyber route. So that's when I got, when I got out, you know, and I came reinstated back into Georgia state. Um, I got into the computer information systems uh, program with a, a focus in cybersecurity. So man, like I was, I got, I came back and finished, um, I want to say it was like two years and like a semester, man. I was, I, I was, I was dead because that was my only thing. Cause so I came out, I got the GI bill. So school was free. Right. And then I was getting paid like a monthly stipend when I was going. That's incredible. So I was going spring, summer and fall. Like, so, uh, so I got back in 2017 in, in the fall. So it was like mid of the middle of the semester. So I started in 2018. So all year, 2018, all year, 2019. And I graduated last year in the spring. So good for you, and man. Then, um, from there, man, I had um I had applied at um Ernst and Young at EY, and I got hired on with them back in I think like the beginning of February last year. Started in June of last year, and I've been there ever since, man. Working as a cybersecurity analyst. Yeah, that's incredible. So so you came back, and then you had the stipend to go to school, and you finished it. You found what you wanted to do. You went, mm-hmm. you did it. And then now, now you got the job of what you were going for. Yeah. So, which is oh, yeah, just incredible. So what exactly is your position with EY? So I'm a, a cybersecurity analyst. So what that entails is like, I know you've heard like maybe a few months back, like the, um, the pipeline hack or where it was like kind of shut down right? or like the, um, the T-Mobile thing where they had got data exposed for uh, um, customers data was exposed. So all these different kind of things that happen to all these companies, like I'm, I'm one of the ones for like that active defense. So like when we get, we'll get the alerts with like somebody's trying to like get into the network, somebody's scanning our network or like one of our employees clicked the link from an email they sent and then they went and typed in their password and stuff like that for like, oh, they thought it was like a, a legitimate Microsoft site, but it actually wasn't. And that's some, some threat actor out there has, you know, this user's credentials and tries to log into our stuff. So we get those things, we try to block them out or we'll send up like, uh, you know, blocking senders, blocking IP yeah. addresses, uh, deleting emails and stuff like that. Just basically just to protect the firm and our clients and sure. our information. Yeah. So, and and is that is that in Atlanta? Like, do you go into the office? You work from home? Like, what is... I'm, I'm fully remote. So my, okay. yeah, so it's my, we have the EY, I work for EY Technology. We have the EY Atlanta office downtown. 
but we my office is the one in Alpharetta so um but it was initially uh but because of COVID I've, I've been 100% remote right. and then they've seen that we are able to uh work you know proficiently from home so they that's we we've moved to like we're indefinitely we're permanent um uh, working from home and we can you have the hybrid option if you if you do decide to want to go in the office you can but like we have a guy that lives in savannah you know so he can't right you know yeah. go to the office so you know so so it's not necessarily it's not required or whatever but they they some people have gone in the office had like a little office there or something like that yeah but like yeah man i, I work from home i love it it's it's easy i get to kind of you know hang around with my dog and kind of just <laughs> chill and relax and everything man. yeah man i mean just textbook example of the stuff that I've wanted to talk about, like with this show and like what I'm doing is because like, even for me, like I, I'm back in school now, so I'm taking classes still kind mm -hmm. of like a, a, like a broad sense of like communications is what I'm going for. Not sure if right. I just want it to be media communications or like business communications, but we'll see. Like, so right. still in that stage of like kind of deciding, but kind of know a general path of where I want to go. Mm -hmm. But it's but your example is just textbook of like taking the time to like have experiences like in the Navy and stuff and and taking your time to figure out what you want to do really pays off in the end because you get the experiences of life and then you get to do what you're wanting to do with a degree, which is just incredible. Yeah, man, for sure, bro. Like it's like that's that's one of the things that I would say, like I would never, you know, because I'll, I'll it's always that like what if like, you know, looking back. I could have studied harder. I could have did things to try to keep hope, but like, I would have, I wouldn't have met, you know, so many incredible yeah. people. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have met my fiance in the, in the, the scenario of how I met her because, you know, I was in the Navy and I came out at that certain time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like all of these different like factors of what if wouldn't have happened. Exactly. So like, I don't, I don't regret it. And, and then ultimately it, it helped, you know, me be a better me. And like, you know, like, you know, military experience helps as well with things people, people like that kind of thing it's like a commendable kind of thing but I mean I also just like the fact that I was able to do something you know help helping my country serving my country or whatever yeah. just committing my service so that was something that I enjoyed to do but you know I used those tools and the, the learning that I learned from that to be able to go and um just uh you know branch off into other things and figure out my path and what I want kind of wanted to do yeah you know? no I love it well I, I, well first off thank you for your service and then thank you for sharing your story. Like this was incredible. This is everything I wanted it to be and more. So I appreciate you coming on before I let you go. Um, national championship prediction for your Georgia Bulldogs. This is, this is, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm rooting behind them, man. Like I was, I've been gung-ho. I'm gung-ho every year, but like I was upset about the Alabama. I just really feel like, cause that's like, it's like our kryptonite. We yeah. came out there. Like we've been playing like tenacious all season yep. long. And it's just like, we got out there and just really didn't know what to do. And I'm just like, this is not my team. So <laughs> I know Michigan is not going to be a pushover game. You know what I mean? Right. Now, great. I know Alabama is going to steamroll over Cincinnati. Probably, like they're, yeah. it's, it's, I don't foresee that being really much of a, a, a competition. So I, I'm like 95% sure it's going to be Alabama and UGA. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still have like, you know, a little error for like, you know, doubt, but like, I feel like it just comes down to our quarterback situation. Like I feel like JT gives us the best chance to win. And if that happens, I feel like we'll, we'll, we, we can learn and look at the film from the last game and make the appropriate adjustments. There you go. Um, I have a conspiracy theory that, 
uh, it was all about money, and Georgia was told by the SEC to lay down in the SEC championship, so that way mm-hmm. the SEC could have two teams in the in the Final Four because each team that a that a conference puts in the playoff, the conference gets six million dollars. So they doubled their money by Georgia getting or by Georgia and Alabama. And Alabama. So I, I mean, I, I think I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. You know? yeah. So <laughs> that's my conspiracy theory. I also think Georgia is probably gonna. I I think they're gonna steamroll Michigan, and then I think they're gonna get their uh, their revenge on Alabama. So, for what it's I worth, for yeah, for what it's worth, that's what I think is gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Donovan, thank you so much for this. This was incredible. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, and don't be a stranger. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, man. Sure. I, I appreciate you having me on this, and I look forward to coming out and just listening to some more, man. Because, like I said, I checked out yeah. your articles and. I like what you're doing, man. That's I, really good. I appreciate it. And if you ever find yourself back in Chicago, let's uh, let's do some things to stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> A huge thank you to Donovan for coming on and sharing his story with me and all of us. Uh, just a remarkable story. Uh, it kind of goes with the narrative that I really wanted this podcast to be in the first place, not just about sports, but about stories like this and, and sharing them. Uh, because sometimes people just don't figure things out right away and they don't really know what they want to do right when they go out of high school and really know what they're supposed to do right out of high school. Um, and this is a perfect example of that and, and taking the time to figure it out and figuring it out and, and doing it right, you know? there's no And I can't even say doing it right. There's no right way to do it. So uh, for people listening, if you feel like you're in high school, whatever. I don't know. If you're listening to this and you're in high school and you don't know what you want to do, that's really okay. Uh, Take some time and figure it out. And uh, if you're older and don't know what you want to do, that's okay too. Figure it out. Um, But great story. I really love it. Thank you, Donovan, for coming on. Hopefully he'll come back on. Um, Hopefully his Georgia Bulldogs win the national championship like I predicted. So uh, thanks to him. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to make your bowl mania picks. Uh, go to TommyExperience.com for all the links. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week.